let's get started. Um, yeah. It's been a while. We fully jumped into our year, our first year at Hogwarts, exploring campus, turning in your papers to Professor Lupin, learning about the unpredictability of magic and how exactly it is you are able to wield such a powerful force. Um, Eloise gets invited to Professor Lupin's office and has a chat about her unique talent, along with Hebos whoa, and... Whoa, okay. <laughs> along oh. with Hebos and uh, Cody. But Eloise is held after for, uh, for privacy's whoa. sake. Whoa, hey! <laughs> because she wants to keep her skills a secret. Eloise and Cody, of course, have their wands, but Hebos got to figure out his arcane focus, which was his special connection to his broom. It's a staff, too. It, it, it does turn into a staff. He's able to... Badass as fuck. <laughs> so, then we get to weekend number three, Quidditch game one. We are preparing for the game. Eloise decides not to go and is currently in her uh, room in bed. Um, in the Slytherin common room, or not Slytherin common room, in the Slytherin household. Um, Cody and Hebos prepare for the first match, Ravenclaw versus, or not Ravenclaw, um, Slytherin versus Hufflepuff. At the beginning of the Ravenclaw versus Gryffindor match, nearly headless Nick, the ghost, showed up confused and agitated screaming please help and then disappearing again and that is where we ended our session all right so before we get started let me just describe to you what happens after nearly headless nick nicholas if you will disappears so there is a hustle and bustle amongst the the professors and lee jordan as they chat about what is happening after what seems like i don't know it could have been five minutes it could have been five hours you both are so anxious you don't really even know lee jordan strides out onto the field and proclaims projects rather loudly not to worry folks not to worry it was just peeves playing a prank he likes to do that sometimes. Usually he stays away from the pitch. Unfortunately, today was his day to bend the rules even more. The game shall commence. The professors go back to their seats and the Ravenclaw-Gryffindor match commences. Um, even though Eloise is going last of the initiative order, before we jump into um, initiative, I do want to cut over to her. Um, Eloise, you are sitting in your bed, correct, right now? Yeah, fully curled up. Um, can you roll me a, uh, perception check? Mm-hmm. Whenever one of the kids in Harry Potter is by themselves, something bad happens to them. Fourteen! Okay. Hebos is, like, breathing super heavily right now. The other players can, like, hear him oh. mouth-breathing, <laughs> and they're just kind of looking at him like... It hasn't oh even started God. yet. Hebos is such a mouth. Hebos is a mouth breather. He's such a mouth breather. 
He's like, ah. it looks like he's vaping. Like it's kind of cool, if you know this song. <laughs> Eloise, you, so you're curled up, and all of a sudden you hear a familiar voice yelling from down in the common room. You're not sure what exactly he's saying, but it's definitely Cass, and he seems like he might be in trouble. This bitch. Mm. He's not a bitch. I'm just joking. He's just a misunderstood centaur. <laughs> he's a horse. No, he's not. Hebos, hey, hey, Hebos had a moment with him. That's true. Although Hebos, okay, you know what? I gotta take care of this situation. So, um, <laughs> Eloise will get up. However, she's gonna get up with the blanket still over her head, and she's holding it, and she's like got her arms crossed in front of her in an X and she's still completely like cocooned mm -hmm. and she quickly shuffles over to the common room. Eloise, you shuffle into the common room and you see two other Slytherin students and they're kind of pushing around this centaur, your friend Cass, and Cass is just kind of letting them. His books are strewn all across the floor and it seems like they are indeed making fun of him. Mm. And with that, we will go into our initiative order. Fuck! Hebos, you are going to act first. Let's go! I just got back from getting water and I'm ready to fall. Amazing. <laughs> there are three rounds for each half, six rounds total, unless yes. this is just caught before then. Slytherin is in possession of the Quaffle first, um, thanks to your initiative roll. So you must make Stub. a decision now about what you are going to do. <clears throat> I am gonna hit the nearest bludger as far as I fucking can. Okay. Are you hitting it towards anything, or...? Uh, well, so, Hamos is gonna aim it in general direction, though. A Hufflepuff player. But you know what? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for Cody. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not malicious, you know, it's like friendly competition, but like Hembos is like that one dad who like takes family football away. Yeah. Uh, what do I roll for that? Do I just roll a d20 or? Give me an athletics check and oh. I am going to roll. Oh my God, I don't have my dice with me. I'm an idiot. I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I'm gonna go get my dice, roll your athletics check. I'm gonna roll, I'm gonna roll for the rest of your team and we will add it all up so just to make sure i got it while rowan is getting her dice each round there's going to be a collective team role and you can yeah. choose to play your part and add to that collective team role uh for yeah. example you're the bludger on your team beater the bludger is the ball beater. oh so you are adding a 12 to your collective team and i'm gonna roll a bunch of d20s rowan is there something cody can roll to not get a concussion <laughs> nope. constitution saving throw such is life cody have his wand with him like are they allowed to have their wands on the field no i don't think so no okay oh, it'd be a lot cooler if you could maybe that's like what underground quidditch is it's like real dirty secret like, quidditch yeah. Oh my god, I need to have a calculator out. I can't do this. It's played in a parking garage in um, Hogsmeade. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> All right. You do 
successfully complete this play just barely. Oh! Making moves, making bag, cracking skulls. Hopefully not. You are able to add to the collective role of your team, but we do not know yet if it will end in a goal because, Cody, I'm going to need you to do your play and we're going to see how this works out. Um, you can try. He is, I just want to make sure I've got his, um, uh, I, could, I, I forgot to put it down in my notes, but he is a, um, like, second string chaser, right? Yes, but you are starting today. Okay, yeah. Just make, I know, yeah. Uh, I was making sure I got the position but yes. right. So, uh, chasers, um, what can I do besides try to find the, the snitch? I, I know, if, I wish, I, I probably should have, like, watched, like, the Quidditch scene from Harry Potter before. No, no you're so fine. I apologize. So, you are trying to get the Quaffle. Slytherin currently has it in possession. Gotcha. Yeah, I think um, I don't. I, I think um, I'm not going to try to go for the snitch this early. So I think I'm going to go for the quaffle. All right, go ahead and roll me um, an athletics check. Actually, uh, give me give me a, a dexterity. Okay, just straight dexterity check. Straight up dexterity. Plus three. Oh my! Dirt, that's a dirty twenty for the boy. A wonderful success, and you are able to add to your team's collective role, which I'm going to do now, and we're going to see how this play, how this round turns out. With a score of 94, Hufflepuff led by the second string first year chaser, Cody Calloway, is able to grab the quaffle from Slytherin's possession and score a goal for Hufflepuff. He, if I could just put a little stink on it. Please, um, describe how you do this, yes. Uh, as he like throws it in, the, it's a hoop, right? It is, it's a vertical hoop. Okay, he like raises it like this and he sticks his tongue out like Michael Jordan doing a dunk and then throws it in. <laughs> yes, and I, and I believe as you take possession of the, um, of the quaffle, you narrowly dodge a bludger aimed directly at you by Hebos because he knows that you are in possession of said quaffle. Hebos, you've tried your best, but unfortunately you were not able to hit Cody in this moment. He was too slippery, too slippery for you, and Hufflepuff has scored. And with that, we will cut over to Eloise. So Chase and Kylan have strewn about, as I said before, all of Cass's books, parchments, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. There's quill ink everywhere. Um, and Chase and Kylan are both like, what are you going to do about it, huh? Huh, centaur? Huh, horse boy? What are you going to do about it? They're lads. They're lads. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Eloise, from my doorway still swaddled in my blanket, I'm gonna shout and I'm gonna say, hey, what do you think you're doing? And start storming in between um, Cass and the two of them, like putting myself in between them. At first the boys don't pay you any mind and then you walk in between them and their, their prey <laughs> in this moment. And <laughs> they sort of stop pushing 
and they look at you with this look of like disgust and surprise because they weren't expecting anybody to be around and they're like the hell are you doing here just just leave us be go away girl always drops her blanket i imagine she's dressed very similarly to the way i'm dressed right now where she's just in a giant oversized maybe jimmy buffett t-shirt um and looks disgusting because she's been crying all morning. And um, for the record, she... Rachel doesn't look disgusting because she's been crying all morning. No, oh, no, is... no. It's true. I just want to say, I, I imagine Eloise like throwing her blanket off like a samurai removing their poncho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you still, you've basically mechanically at least you've used a movement and yeah. like a bonus action. So you still have an action if there is something that you would like to do. They just sort of stare at you, and they're like, You're just a girl. Get out of here before we fucking punch you, too. Eloise, knowing she doesn't have her wand with her, and also being prone to um, internalizing much of her rage, as soon as the word, like, punch comes out of his mouth, she's just gonna rear back and sock him in the nose. Damn! Alright, give me an attack roll. Fuck it up, Eloise. Let's go. Eloise is really had a robot storyline. <laughs> whereas, whereas Heb's rage is like very much on the outside, hers is definitely internalized on the inside. Um, All three of our characters are just being torn apart by their rage. <laughs> we're so maladjusted. Athletics or attack? Oh, attack. Then what's her plus? Would it be plus her strength or... Probably plus strength. Yeah. Oh, good thing my plus strength is zero. Okay. Great thing, 20, come on. Come on, big money. Oh, that absolutely hits. Uh, roll your damage, your melee attack damage. I hope that that is actually on. No, her melee attack damage, I think it's just whatever her strength is. Oh. If, it, if it's not on there, it's one plus your strength. Oh, she, oh yeah, she so that's just damage. a one. That's just a one. Okay, so you rear back, you sock him, and because you're both 11-year-olds... <laughs> my, my fist is the size of an apricot. <laughs> it's yeah. so small. And it, like, bounces off of his shoulder, and he's like, Ow! What did you do that for? And he, like, kind of backs off, and then he's like, mm, And, like, starts to rear back to punch you. And he's gonna roll as well. What's your AC? 11. Uh, he whiffs. So he rears back and he's like, <clears throat> and does that thing where like kids who are playing become angry because they get hurt. And so at first he's like, <laughs> like, leave, get out of here, you fucking girl. <laughs> and then you punch him. And he's like, <clears throat> and he punches you but totally whiffs, you dodge nimbly out of the way, and he trips forward over himself and directly into Cass. And with that, we oh. are going to move back to the Quidditch pitch. Why aren't Kyle and Chase watching Quidditch? I feel like they would like it. They're assholes. Because they're, they're twerps. Man, Hebos would crack their heads together. <laughs> Speaking of which, Hebos, uh, what are you gonna do this round? That's really good timing. Hebos is going to attempt another bludger schmack. So Slytherin has the quaffle, right? Because Hebos just scored. So 
Yes, correct. Abbas is going to kind of like just hang back and see if he can score a nice bludger hit on uh, one of the Hufflepuff chasers. Actually, nah. He's going he's gonna to toss the bludger at a, the Hufflepuff keeper. Okay. He got the defenses. Give me yeah. uh, an athletics, athletics check. 15, let's go, baby. That is a success. I'm going to roll the other 60, 20. And you got a 15. Yeah. You collectively scored a 73. Nice. Hufflepuff sucked. Badgers are terrible animals. That's just objectively false. (laughs) (laughs) Don't badgers eat snakes? The honey badger is a very difficult animal to kill. Uh, Cody, what are you going to do this round? Uh, I think... Hmm... Okay, I, I, I'm having to think about this. I think he's just going to keep doing his chaser roll. Okay. Give me a... Dexterity? Yeah. Oh, 18. All right. Fuck me. Success. Cody is so good. <laughs> With a score of 87, Hufflepuff scores again. Bullshit. <gasps> Bullshit. This is fucking rigged. Hebos is definitely, like, clenching his jaw, gritting his teeth right now. Yeah, describe to me, both of you, how this play goes. So, Hebos, yeah. you um, were trying to hit your bludger at the keeper. Yeah. And, Cody, you were also trying to retake possession of the quaffle and score a goal. Tell me how this works out. Yeah, so I feel like Hebos... I feel like the bludger probably, if not connected, maybe at least got close. So it's, it's Hebos is like, it's no fault of his that Hufflepuff scored, but he's still frustrated because this, this is like the first time that Abos is like really the only team house spirit. He he kind of he just doesn't want like his house to lose like you know competitive fire. Like he's on right now. He's activated. Cody, I think like he's feeling like a little may- starting to get a little too confident after the first score uh, goal he had. So when he catches the quaffle, when he gets possession of the quaffle the second time, like as he's going to like throw it in. He does, like, he's, like, to dodge, like, two other Slytherin players. He does, like, he, like, fully, like, lays down on his broom and does, like, a weird, like, corkscrew barrel roll thing. <laughs> it's probably, like, very stupid and dangerous, but it works out for him. <laughs> I love it. And he flies through the hoop, like, with, he flies through the hoop holding the quaffle. Just, like, <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, starting to show off it. I love it. Perfect. And he's also so small. He is very tiny. So Hufflepuff is in the lead currently. And with that, we are going to cut back over to Eloise. Eloise, before you have a chance to go, um, uh, Chase is going to take a swing at you. He's taking a swing, yo! Chase is like- Having such a more interesting day than that. (laughs) Chase is like, don't punch Kylan, you stupid girl. And he absolutely hits um, for oh. two damage. Oh my god. Ooh. How many? How much HP do you have? Ten. Oh my god. So he swings at you and I think connects directly with your jaw and you sort of, your head swings to one side. And again, you're 11 year old, so it doesn't draw blood, but it does hurt. Right. There might be a little bit of a bruise later. Since I play football, um, I would like to catch them by surprise. Since they're going high, 
I want to go low and I want to sweep my leg at their ankles and try and knock them down. Both of them? And if, if I could, I don't know, if, if, if I can only do one of them, that's fine. But if it was like a large enough sweep that I could get both of them, that would also be cool. Okay, yeah. Um, roll me an attack with advantage. <laughs> so he's gonna so... 20 and just roundhouse this child. That would be great. Motherfucker! <sighs> you still hit. Oh. <laughs> um, you you hit exactly. They're, they're children in robes. They <laughs> 10 AC. <laughs> yeah, they're squishy little children. So, um. Yeah, sorry. I'm used to Andrew's campaign where I have to get like a 39 just to uh, match <laughs> the villain's <laughs> AC. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So you, why don't you give me give me a uh, an acrobatics roll. Yo. Holy shit. 20. You absolutely successfully sweep your legs out and you hit both of them and they um, fall to the ground and are prone. And with that, we're going to move back to the Quidditch pitch. Hevos. That's me. Last one before the half, right? This is the last <laughs> one before the half. Correct. This is your last chance to get a goal before halftime. Yep. Yep. Or whatever it's called in football um touchdown slytherin <laughs> british football <laughs> um go ahead and let me know what you plan on doing are you going yep. to continue your role as a beater or are you going to look for the snitch what's going on i'm gonna i'm gonna do beater shit all right that sounds so your, bad as hell loud your, uh, 17 come on baby success Love not, to see it. None of you have failed yet, which is great because I don't have to roll on the consequence table. Cody, what are you going to do this round? Are you going to not continue shit. your role as chaser or are you going to look for the snitch? I'm going to say that I think two goals in a row, in a, a row for Cody. He's a little too confident and he's going to look for the snitch now. All right. Nat 20. Uh, roll, me a, roll me a D10. Oh, a D10. That's right. Crippling. All right, oh, so, so cool. a three. With a three, the snitch flies high, higher than broomsticks are supposed to go. Make a constitution check to be able to keep up with it. Oh boy. Um, Rowan, uh, does a 15 do it? Yeah, a 15 does it. You are a, you manage to keep on your broom and next round you will be able to roll 2d10. Okay. Um, because you are chasing it successfully. But, unfortunately, because you have left your team to catch the snitch, <sighs> Hufflepuff does not score, Slytherin does, with a score of 90 to 69. And they nice, are... Nice, though. I mean, nice, nice. You can't complain with that score for they Hufflepuff. They are nice. catching... Yes, correct. They are uh, slowly catching up to Hufflepuff. And with that, the game is too close to call and we are gonna go to halftime. But instead, let's cut back over to Eloise. This is some real like, duel of the fate stuff, like cutting back and forth between this one. I know, I'm, I'm kinda glad I decided not to go to the Quidditch match. Um, Me too. <laughs> I'm glad my, my depression got in the way. <laughs> so right now you have you have two folks, uh, two little 
children, little boys who are prone on the ground, and you kind of have your pick of what exactly you're going to do. I wonder if I can heckle them into stopping. Eloise is the main character. Yes, I'm here for it. Um, I'm here for it. Eloise, knowing that she now has the upper hand in this situation, considers for a second continuing her streak of violence, which she's enjoying more than she would like to be. And she's gonna look down at these two, and she's gonna smirk, and uh, she's gonna say. Uh, you know, it's a pity that you two uh, aren't girls. It would have made this this fight a lot more difficult for me, I think. And then she's gonna grab Cass's hand, and she's gonna say, and she's gonna like jerk her head toward the, towards the door and be like, "Come on, let's go." And she's so mechanically, you disengage. Yep. She's Amazing. You ride on his back. <laughs> I think that's probably rude. That's probably a little. It's probably a little. Yeah. Especially without asking. Yeah. 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 Probably wouldn't go over well. Just hop on. He's like, oh, whoa, what, what the fuck? What, what, Ooh, what, oh, God. oh, my. Um, actually, that's not that's not cool. Maybe if we knew each other better and you ask, but like, no, no. Does he wear like a like a quilt? Or I'm sorry, not a quilt. A, quilt? a kilt. A kilt. I meant K kilt. Um, no kilt. He wears like a poncho, basically. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because a kilt goes on your bottom half, and his bottom half is yeah. a horse. Right. So. But if he's a boy horse, never mind. Never mind. Oh, never mind. to shield his never mind. giant. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. All right. We don't have no. to talk about it. No, we don't. We don't have to. No, it's fine. And I, and I figured because it's supposed to be like in the UK that maybe like. Wow. I guess it was by Scotland. But <laughs> I thought I anyway. would be the one to bring that up, but I was wrong. <laughs> well, I didn't think about it until she said it, it that he was like a full-sized horse. <laughs> anyway. Oh, oh man. Eloise leads uh-huh. Cass out of the common room, out of the Slytherin um, quarters, just like into the hallway and starts uh, going upstairs, not caring that she looks like shit. Into the hallway outside of the common room, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, sort of okay. with the intention of like going up towards the like Great Hall area. And maybe oh, okay, getting okay. Some cool. Eat. All right, with that, we will come back over to halftime. Um, Hebos and Cody, you both land uh safely and go to your separate locker rooms and your coach or your captains give you little hype up speeches is there anything that you would like to do during this time Abos is actually gonna try to find cody okay uh yeah i mean you know where the locker room is yeah how is gonna go over there if i could set the scene um when you go to the locker room you see cody uh with like his like headphones on and he's like shadow boxing <laughs> uh Ebos is gonna try to get his attention, like wave at him. Uh, he's gonna approach and he's gonna hold a hand out and he's gonna say, This is the most fun I've had in a long time. Uh he pulls his headphones down and you hear like <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm to, what does Cody listen to? Hang on. It's only classic rock. Yeah, I think he's yeah, listening oh, to sure. um I'll say he's listening to, you hear me, he's like blasting, like, don't let me down or something. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, hey, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. You know, you got to get ready. I point to the shadow, you know, that's your greatest enemy in life, you know. So just going to kind of tilt his head and 
kind of put his hand out. He's gonna like like for a handshake. He's just gonna like kind of do like a the edgy like upturn of the lips. I'm just gonna nod once at Cody and then he's gonna watch. That's lovely. Uh, Cody like tries to think of something like cool to say, but like by the time he thinks of it, Heb's gone. So he's like, oh, 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 all right, I'll just um, puts the headphones back on, just goes back to. Halftime is over, and we are gonna start the game once more. You fly up into the air. Hufflepuff is in possession of the Quaffle because Slytherin was the last to score. Hebos, what are you gonna do? Hebos is going to look for the snitch. Wow. Okay, roll me a d10. Let's go! Oh. Holy oh, shit! No fucking way! That's no way. That was not such a What? Moment. Am I allowed to also go for the snitch or since Andrew's first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is? No, go for it. Go for it. Okay, so Holy I'll roll my. Fuck. I get roll, 2d10. You get 2d10, yep. Alright, I'm gonna roll the first one now. One. Okay. Come on, please. I need this so bad. Oh my god. No way. No way. I feel like no if way. anybody needed it, it was him. <laughs> yeah, no that's way. true. Oh, I'm so hyped right now. I got goosebumps. Oh, so it's a ten on the just to be clear, a ten on the table is that um It means you've caught up to it and you have to make a dexterity save or not saving throw, a dexterity check to try and catch the snitch. Now I will say because this is your first time trying to, the DC is set at fifteen. Sure. Totally fair. You know what? I have one inspiration, I'm rerolling this shit. Is that is that cool? Please get it. Yeah, yeah, go yeah, go for it. No! Uh, the game continues. So, here's what happens. You rolled an 8 and a 6, which means you do not catch the snitch, but you are still gaining on it, and next round I will let you continue to roll a dex check, and the DC will lower. Let's go. Um, Let's go. Let's go. Cody, Cody, you did get a 7, so you are gaining on it, and you are allowed to add plus 1 to your next roll on this table. Oh, we're neck now, and neck! So, yes, you are right behind Hebos. You, I won't say that you yourself can see the snitch, but you have obviously seen that Hebos is in pursuit and you're following. Back. I just, it's so funny because in my brain, I'm imagining this as like speed racer anime, like the world around us is just a blur, but there's no way these kids are going faster than like 30 miles per hour on these. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm trying to see who. All right. Oh, so interesting. So with a score of 69 to 57, Slytherin gets another score tying with Hufflepuff. Yo, let's go Slytherin. Which brings everything really freaking neck and neck. And with that, we're going to cut back over to Eloise. Okay, this is perfect because I wonder if while they're in the Great Hall hanging out, maybe having like a snack, like some toast or Mm -hmm. a jammy dodger or something like that. If maybe she can hear the cheering. From... Oh, absolutely. Okay, so she hears it. <laughs> Some beans on toast. Um, she's gonna ask uh Cass, and she's gonna be like, "Is there something going on today?" He looks at you incredulously, and says, oh. he, he, "Yeah, yeah, it, it's the first matches of the season for Quidditch." Oh. Sorry, I've, like, kind of had some stuff going on, so I've been a little out of it. Should we, like, check it out? Isn't that really tall guy? The really sad one? Isn't he on the team? 
uh, yeah, um, Hebos, yeah, uh, he seems pretty, he seems pretty cool, um, I just want to, want to say, th um, thank you for, for, you know, I, I appreciate, I appreciate you help, helping me, um, oh, yeah, and he's, like, super red in the face, just, like, so ashamed, so sheepish, like, so, like, he couldn't stand up for himself, and, like, had to have a, had, he's, you know, pretty young still, even though he's full grown physically, right? And he's like, like had to have, have have a girl help him out, you know. But he's not gonna say that, so he's just kind of like right. just really embarrassed, <laughs> right? Um, uh, Eloise is gonna say, "Oh no, I mean, if anything, we helped each other out because you know, going out to stand up for you kind of um, snapped me out of my funk. So really, you helped me too. So." I'd say we can call it even. He smiles, just just a small little smile, and is like, "Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's go out to the to the pitch." Okay. Uh, I would go back to get changed, but um, kind of afraid of the retaliation I'll get if I go back into that common room right now. So, I think I'm just gonna go like this. That's fine. I'm. I'm I mean, I'm just wearing a, a poncho and a kilt. <laughs> Apparently. Allegedly. <laughs> so I, okay. you know, I'm not exactly in the best of spots either, but I think we'll be fine. All right, you head, uh, you head to the pitch. I wonder who's winning. Who's winning? What a what a loaded question. I wonder who's winning. Flash cut back. And as you head to the pitch, the cheers are, the cheers are getting louder and louder, and the excitement you can feel it from outside of the pitch and as you as you enter you can see Hebos pursuing something that you cannot see very quickly and Cody following close behind and with that we will move back to Hebos yes give me give me another dexterity check I know you're kidding me unfortunately that will not do it it was a DC 13 that's so fucked up I'm still gaining on it you are still gaining on it. Okay, one more round. Big. I'm gonna make my yep. D10 plus one roll. Damn it. Still gaining on it. Still yeah. like neck. The, the Harry Draco uh, one from. Yeah, from Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like to think that Hebo's just keeps making swipes at it. He's like, fuck! I'm too big! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just to clarify, Rowan. I rolled a seven again, and so that's gaining on a plus one. Does that stack with my previous plus one, or is it just plus one to the next roll? I will allow it to stack. Oh, okay. we'll try. We'll try it out. We'll try it out because there's only a round left, so it's like you know. Okay. Um, Wait, so, so this game could just end. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. oh no. That's how Quidditch works. Yep. Yeah. Now. Um. Because I fixed it. Um, <clears throat> I fixed it, JK, you idiot! JK, you fucking moron! Piece of shit! Transphobe! Transphobe! Damn it! Uh, You're racist! Hebos catches the snitch and he yells, The rules of Quidditch are better now, and also trans rights. <laughs> <laughs> 
with a score of 54 to 52, Slytherin oh. just narrowly wins another round and pulls ahead of Hufflepuff. Let's go! Eloise, we cut back to you. You are watching this in excitement. Is there anything that you would like to do or say? I want to cheer for Heb to see if I can boost his ability to get the snitch in any way by giving you him You give morale. him the help action! I will never forgive you for this. Heb will remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's, that's so cute. That's so cute. Oh man. House pride, baby. Alright, back to the pitch. Hebos, roll me a dex check with advantage yes, DC that was just 12. Yes! Hold on. Hold on. Advantage. Roll to see if you get a nat 20. Yeah. Uh, 14. Hebos, you catch the snitch winning the and ending the game, winning it for Slytherin. Cody, unfortunately, unless, well, Cody, give me, give me your roll. Okay. Oh D10. my god. Your d10 what? plus two. This is, oh my god. I don't feel good. Oh no. That's just neat. Nope. Yeah, so you you are following so closely behind Hebos, but unfortunately, before you are able to catch up to him and actually see the snitch for yourself, um, he catches it and wins the game for Slytherin. Because they were already ahead, and then the snitch adds some points as well. So, and the game ends. Hebos opens his palm, and it's just like twitching there, and the wings are all crushed. <laughs> So you land safely. There are cheers across the field. Slytherin is so excited for this win and for a win that is devoid of any sort of cheating or violence. It is just you won the game. Hebos is like, I feel like he like gets off the room, like falls to the ground. Like he like kind of falls to his knees on the pitch and he's just like staring at the snitch of his hand, like wide eyed, like open mouth. Like he does not believe he just did. Can Slytherin, so cute. the Slytherin house, rush the field? Oh, yeah. They start playing Mobamba. <laughs> Is there going to be a party? Wizard kegs! Uh, Cody, um, I want to say, just to give him a little moment so he can be a little gracious in defeat. Yeah. He, from across the field, like, he's, like, still kind of hovering in midair in shock. <laughs> like, like, he wasn't <laughs> fast enough. And as he like just sort of slowly floats to ground level, he sees like I'm imagining like how Slytherin swarming Hebos like it's the end of Rocky or something. Mm -hmm. And I think Cody like has been noticing Hev like the past two weeks, just like sitting by himself or like sitting in the back corner of the classroom, and now sees him swarmed by these people like chanting his name, and just is like, yeah. I feel, I feel like Hev like kind of looks around for Cody, and like once he sees him. Like he like smiles at him, and it's like it's like one of those scenes where like he just starts laughing. Aww. He's just he's so happy. Uh, cool. <laughs> Real end of the movie shit. Like Cody yeah. like gives a, like a little silk two finger <laughs> salute from across the field and walks yeah. into the Quidditch the locker room. Which is funny because this is literally the first game of the season. <laughs> yeah. So there's no there's so no dramatic. party. There's no party or anything, but it is the first game, which does add some excitement. But, you know, it's it's not like this is going to be the last or anything. Um, but it is Hebos' debut, so he definitely is yeah. 
um, up on everyone's shoulders as best as they can carry him. I was going to say, can they? Centaurs are helping for sure. Um, I think Cass probably runs and helps carry Hebos. um, Yeah. um, And yeah, you you definitely get a lot of claps on the back at dinner that night um, and, and throughout the next week. It is October now. We are well into fall, and there's Whoa. quite a nip in the Whoa. air. I mean, it's been a it's been a a few weeks. Uh, you started in September, and we went through yeah. the first three weeks. So, yeah. So it's October now. We're well into fall. There's quite a nip in the air, and something else seems to be chilling the grounds. I wonder what it could be. In the weeks leading up to Halloween, we will be doing some role playing. But first, we are going to do some rolling. Doing things a little bit differently this time for classes. So, I'm going to post in the Discord all of the spells that you have learned so far. Scrap what you have. Yeah, sorry I uh, I broke the uh, <laughs> the the class system. Uh, you did. You too, did. No, you're good. I'm just so terrible at rolling. <laughs> so those are all the spells we have. Yes, you have 20 spells in your spell book. Your spell book, or the repository of knowledge that you have gained in your first months at Hogwarts, now has 10 cantrips and 10 first-level spells inside. As first-level magic users, all of you have two first-level spell slots available to you, and three of your known cantrips can be prepared a day. As far as preparing non-cantrip spells, you may prepare as many spells a day as your intelligence modifier plus your spell level, which at this point is just your intelligence modifier plus one, since you are level one. Now, we are going to roll to see how you're doing in your classes. This is where things get a little trickier and where you may start to differ from your peers in some areas. For this, mechanically, we will be using the Wild Magic Surge rules. So your, your magic comes from within. You know this. It is a natural gift, something that exists within all living things, but is stronger in some than in others. And sometimes if you're not able to harness that energy that's inside of you, it will burst out on its own like it used to when you were younger, before you came here to Hogwarts. As a result, every time you cast a spell, you must roll a raw d20. If you do not succeed, the dc, which will depend on how well you're performing in the class to which the spell belongs then you will roll on the Wild Magic Surge table. Every time you succeed on a d20 roll, the DC goes up by one. Every time you fail, the DC resets. Now let's roll some dice. Ooh. Cool. So this this will make more and more sense the more and more we play, but that is the basic gist of it. It's so scary because at this level, there is like one or two things on the Wild Magic table that will just instantly kill us. Well, it depends on what I use, you know? Oh, okay, gotcha. Everybody give me first for transfiguration an intelligence roll. Come on, big money. Ooh, eight. Five. One through five on your roll, your DC will begin at eight. Six okay. through 10, it will begin at five. 11 through 15, it will begin at three. And 16 through 20, it begins at one. Okay. So every time you cast a spell that is a transfiguration spell, you will have to roll a d20. And if you get an eight or lower, Rachel, Mm -hmm. you will have to roll on the wild magic search table and something will happen. 
Gotcha. That's cool. Does that make sense? I really like that. And then if yep. if you don't get if you get a nine or higher, um, then the DC will go up to nine. And next time you cast a, a spell that is a transfiguration spell, then the DC will begin at nine. And it keeps okay. going up until you fail and have to roll on the wild magic surge table. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Amazing. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry. Okay. Need to roll intelligence. Roll me an intelligence for cool. uh, your, to see how you're doing in transfiguration. Transfigurate these. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so Hebos Hebos when you um He's running high, dude. Took a dub. So you're doing really well in Transfiguration, which means that whenever you cast one of the spells that is within the Transfiguration class or that you learned in Transfiguration, your DC for the Wild Magic Search table will start at one, which is awesome. Now we are going to roll, we're going to roll for charms class, charms and elocution, which is a charisma roll. So give me a charisma roll. Okay, I'm just going to make a note. Yeah, definitely write write down what you're doing well in, what you aren't doing well in. 13 for Cody. Three. Ah, oh. oh, finally. Eloise, oh, 21 for Eloise. Eloise, you have really been doing well, better than you probably even want to in charms probably because of the elocution classes that you had to take in grammar school so it just comes so naturally to you so whenever you cast a spell that is a charm then your dc will start at one uh hebos unfortunately you are not doing so well in charms like you are in transfiguration your dc will start at eight and cody you're doing pretty middling not too bad um, your DC will begin at three. Next class, Defense Against the Dark Arts. Everybody give me a dexterity roll. I think yeah. I'm probably yeah, not should. doing as well on this one because I can't concentrate on the on the actual like material of the class because I'm too busy <laughs> looking at Professor Lupin. Five. Dirty 20. Amazing. Um, Callan, this, or Cody, this is really your jam. Um, this is like you get to learn how to like stand up for yourself finally but using the magic that you have inside of you every time that you roll your dc will start at one Cody is just like making a mental note of all the people back home whose ass he's gonna kick with magic when he when the summer comes <laughs> defense against the dumbasses um, that's what dada stands for yes for him uh, yes. And I, I, that's what I call it when I'm talking to Lupin. <laughs> and he's like, no, you can't. No. <laughs> um, he, like, <laughs> tries to hide his own laughter because he's young. <laughs> I go, hey, Teddy, more like defense against the dumbasses in my rats. He's like, it's Professor Lupin. And no, it's not. And, but he's kind of chuckling. So, um, Eloise, yeah, you're not doing as well in this course. Um as maybe you could be, uh, your DC will begin at five. And Hebos, you really seem to be struggling with being able to use your magic instead of your fists in Defense Against the Dark Arts. And so your DC will begin at eight when you cast these spells. Let's move on to potions. Let's say wisdom check. Give me a wisdom throw. 
Wisdom. Wisdom. He is not very wise. Thirteen. Thirteen for me as well. <gasps> Don't oh, do that again. no! It's not even on the scale. It's not no. even on the scale, is it? A zero? It's not. Cody was sick. Poor Cody is not doing well in potions at all. That's so on brand. He just does not understand. He's kind of the Seamus of the potions yeah. of, of yeah. this year, where everything yep. he makes just blows up in his face and he can't figure out why. <laughs> There's a day where, like, Eloise and um, Cass are, like, walking by potions and they just hear a and like the entire class comes out coughing and goes, oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. So unfortunately, your DC will start at eight when you are using your potions, spells, or potions in general. Um, Eloise and Hebos, you both are doing okay at potions. So your DC will start at three. And finally, of course, last but certainly not least, we have herbology. Hebology, which is going to be a strength role. Everybody give me said, strength. I thought you said hebology. None of my hebology. <laughs> None of my DCs are the same for any of my courses so far. Oh well, this one's about to be strong. Sixteen. Five. Five. Fourteen. So, um, Hebos, you are really you're you're flourishing. Um, in a herbology in a way that you didn't really expect yourself to. You aren't, I mean, you you did do a lot of like farming and agricultural work with your dad um, as a child. Well, you still are a child, but through, throughout your early childhood. Um, so I guess it makes sense, but you really didn't expect yourself to be able to necessarily care so gently for living things in the way that you do. Um, <laughs> your DC will start at one. Let's go. Um, Cody, you're doing pretty well. Uh, again, you, you've done some some farming, some agricultural work. I mean, you live um, out in the middle of nowhere, and most of your friends are farmers at home anyway. Um, so this, this is just the same thing, but magical. You're doing pretty well. Your DC will start at three. And Eloise, this just doesn't... It's just not super fun. Like, you're doing okay... But you're not passionate about it at all, and it's just not coming super easily to you like a lot of things do. Yeah, um, plants so, suck. Yeah, so your your DC <laughs> will start at five. Yeah. And that is how you are all doing in classes right now. Not too terribly, except maybe in some classes. <laughs> now let's do some role-playing! So what are you all doing in the weeks leading up to Halloween outside of your studies? First, we're going to um, go through some Quidditch things. I'm not going to make you play another game. We're just going to do some roles um, because if we actually played through every single game, we would be playing... Um, that would be the entire campaign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would be Which is so, cool. like an insane amount. Sports of... D&D? I'm kind of, I'm kind of with it. I'm going to start a planning document for a Friday Night Lights D&D campaign. I was actually going to oh say God. a D&D campaign where it's just following like a group of players' um, careers as professional football players starting at the high school level and then going into the NFL. Oh, that would be so cool. Be sick oh, bang. Fun. What if they went to different colleges? That's what I... Wow. 
different colleges and then different NFL teams. But then what if they got traded to the same team? And oh my god, that would so bang. They're like, we haven't. Like, Yo, we haven't played since high school. We're just invent- we're just inventing Madden. That's the. <laughs> we're t- <laughs> So what if tabletop Madden? Yeah, tabletop Madden. So I am gonna have you roll some raw d twenties to see how you do on your games, so we don't have to go through actually playing Quidditch every single week because that would be a slog. Um, But I need to look at my bracket system while I run this part, so I can remember the structure of the season. So um, let me. You sure you don't want me to roll strength? (laughs) Positive raw d twenties, pure luck. Um, let me roll for Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. Uh, Ravenclaw won their game. Yes. Let's go. Oh, down with Gryffindors. And then, um, you, so Slytherin won the first. Slytherin. Nope. Let's go. Ami, Ami. So then you versus Ravenclaw and... Ravenclaw, what did you get? Oh, I got a roll. Oops. That's what? Yo! Yeah, Slytherin wins that one. Oh, this is a superstar. Supremacy. Oh my god, Hev, you're the new Harry Potter. A fucking beast on the Quidditch pitch. Hebby Potter. Hebby Potter. I will say, like, I imagine, like, Cody, like, in his locker pins up, like, a picture from, like, the Hogwarts school newspaper of Hebo celebrating after that win, and he's, like, shadow boxing next to it. And because it's, a, it's because it's a wizard newspaper, it, like, moves and stuff like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Gryffindor. So, so then Gryffindor goes against Hufflepuff, and yeah. you got, Cody, you got a 14. 14. Wrong 14. Um, it's a good number. Okay, Gryffindor got a five. Gryffindor sucks. Gryffindor. Hufflepuff wins. Um, so there should be like uh, so many games. So the first half of the season is 14 games. There's two games a week, seven weeks total. Um, so we should be rolling like all of them, except for the final match. Um, but I'm going to try and make this a little easier on myself. So then, um, Slytherin and Hufflepuff, it actually worked out that now Slytherin and Hufflepuff are going to be in the finals. Ooh. And, I, and I did not even like it, it, that just happened. Yeah, oh, just like because we're pretty great at this game. So Slytherin v Hufflepuff for the final match to determine who is going to represent Hogwarts in the latter half of the season when you play against other wizarding schools. No way! What? No way! Oh my god! Super Bowl, Wizard Super Bowl, Wizard World Cup. If we play against Illuminati, oh. So you know, you know that the only, the only other teams that participate in this with you are Durmstrang and Bobaton. 
You don't know why Evil Morning, Evil Morning doesn't participate. But for some reason, for some reason they don't. They've been asked every year and they decline. Is is the oh. story that you have been told? <laughs> that we've been told. The plot is the story that you have been told. Yes, correct. So, wow. um, fuck the Americans. So Slytherin v Hufflepuff. Next week we will play that final match to determine who will be the Hogwarts representative team. Okay, so is that like, everything is that matches after Halloween? Yes. Okay, dude. Yes. Um, so, um. The other thing is that individual lessons with Lupin are continuing. So if you would like, we can role play through some of that. Hebos is not going to go to those lessons yet. Okay. Lupin is not. Lupin has not convinced him. I don't know. And Hebos is a bar- hey, here's, here's the thing. Hebos is a varsity athlete now. It's such a bastard thing to do as a player. I'm sorry, but it's so in character. Yeah. No. Maybe, like maybe he'll skip out on the first one. He's hanging out with Haggy instead. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, Hebos is probably going to go. Not Haggy. Yeah, let's let's start there. Um, cause I I want to ask what all of you are doing in uh, the weeks leading up to Halloween outside of your studies. Okay. okay. Eloise is working on putting together an immaculate Halloween costume. Ah, hand stitched. Yeah, but obviously she's an eleven year old, so immaculate is um a very subjective term. But to her, it's incredible, and she's putting a lot of time into it, and she's making it mainly without ma- magic because she doesn't really have any of the skills to um do any of that yeah. stuff yet and what, uh, I, what do you know what the costume is gonna be yeah what is the costume gonna be see it's tricky because a lot of the standard halloween costumes are already mythical creatures in this world and it would be cultural appropriation to be them um that's right yeah it'd be like offensive to goes against because at first i was thinking like oh it'd be cool if she was like little red riding hood but like you know, part werewolf, but I was like, no, because, no. Um, there are definitely werewolves that go to school with you. Yeah, and also Teddy's dad was a werewolf. <laughs> Does that mean Teddy's a werewolf, also, too? Go on the nose. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I do, but I'm do. not going to tell you. you. You don't know. Come back to me on that one. I'd have to think about it a little bit more until I can think of something that would not be offensive to some part of the wizarding <laughs> community. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what Hebos' Halloween costume is, but you're all going to fucking love it. Yeah, but it'll be a surprise. Um, but yeah, Hebos, I feel like to make that natural, you make a little more sense. He's been training a lot uh, on the yeah. Quidditch pitch because, I mean, his staff is his broom and it worked out really well that he's mm. apparently a monster at Quidditch. So he's been spending a lot of time uh, doing that, uh, probably with, you know, various team members, I guess. He hangs out with Hagrid. Uh, he tries to go like at least once a week. Uh, like have tea or whatever like Havos will will never admit that he likes hanging out with Hagrid but he does it every week and I feel like Havos has probably approached uh well he's gonna hang out with Cody too or he he like wants to hang out with Cody a little bit more Uh, maybe 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 just a couple times because you know social interaction is still kind of foreign to me Mm -hmm. but he does well I guess I do want to at least talk or attempt some sort of awkward talk with Eloise at some point. I was because also going to suggest that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he heard her cheer for him. Had and Hebos, like any sort of positive reinforcement that he receives, like he's immediately just, he, exactly. he blows it up in his head. So he, he at least wants to talk to her. I also, Eloise's costume is going to be like 
a sort of more fashionable take on um parfait her duck so like she's oh, made yeah. a little a little capelet that looks like parfait's sort of feathering that like comes down and like has a loop for one of her fingers so it looks like wings she's made like a little dress to go with it and she'll do um her face up when halloween comes and she's got like a little pink yeah and then parfait has a little um wizard costume (laughs) that she's been stitching him as well so i would like so she's gonna need space to do this so uh i imagine that that she's spending a lot of her time in the common room like hours like well into the night stitching this stuff at one of the tables um so she's in a common social area uh most of the time Hybels comes back from tea with Hagrid. He's got cat lips following him. Um, cat. And he's gonna like, he's gonna like see her. He's gonna like kind of dither by like the door for like a couple, like a minute or so. And he's gonna like have his really bad eye contact because he feels like he scares people. So he's gonna like slowly walk up and kind of like just kind of look to the side, like scratch the back of his neck, and he's just gonna sit down. And he's gonna say, "Uh, hi." Eloise, who has been selling this whole time and like saw him out of the corner of her eye come in and do all that, is gonna take one of her AirPods out and be like, um, AirPods. Uh, hello? And then, like, you know, still with her AirPod out. Uh, so she's yeah. still listening, but continue her work. Um, happens like keeping an eye on Cat because he doesn't, he doesn't want Cat to like go over and like fuck with Parfait. So he's keeping an eye on him, but he's, he's gonna say, uh, what? What are you, uh, what are you making? Um, well, I, uh, I love Halloween. I always have. And I don't really know what the Halloween traditions are here, but I don't want to be unprepared. So I'm just working on, um, a costume in case, you know, anybody decides to do anything. This is going to kind of pry for a little, like, grin, but it probably looks like just weird. <laughs> um, and he's just going to... Oh, oh my God, are you okay? Fuck. <laughs> Oh no! Okay, <laughs> he's just gonna <clears throat> like cover the cough. Um, well, I was planning on dressing up a little. Oh, but, uh, um, what what's your costume gonna be? Oh well, um, it's just it's uh it's it's silly really, but it's it's um my take on parfait, and then parfait is gonna have his own wizard costume so we're just going to be switching places for the day well what are you dressing up as i haven't did you bring a costume with you i was gonna like look at parfait and gonna tilt his head and he's gonna say i don't think that's silly and then he's gonna say uh he's gonna like look over and like it's gonna make a more natural smile this time he's gonna say it's a surprise (gasps) always is gonna quirk an eyebrow and say i didn't take you to be the uh kind of surprising one but I guess seeing you at the Quidditch match a couple of weeks ago, I would say you're full of surprises. Evan's gonna his his smile's gonna get a little wider. He feels like this is going pretty well. Um, he's gonna like <laughs> kind of look around, you know. He's gonna say, "Well, he's gonna he's gonna look off to the side. He's gonna scratch his neck again, kind of look down. He's gonna say, right uh, about that. Um, the only reason that I caught that stitch is because I heard you cheering, so I wanted to thank you." I, I appreciate the thanks, but I mean, surely I'm not the only reason you caught that snitch. You're severely underestimating your uh, athletic abilities if you think that I was the reason you caught it. I mean, you were uh, amazing out there. I was going to like look over. He's going to be like, 
he's so surprised by these compliments and he's just kind of <laughs> and then he's gonna get super like nervous and embarrassed because he just realized that he's been talking to a girl <laughs> he's gonna like stand up like really quickly he's gonna say uh yeah i I have to go. And he's just going to go up to the computer to the, the door. He stands up so fast the like chair tips over and smacks on <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, he like <laughs> knocks the chair over. It's so loud. It's like a wooden, it's like an oak wood chair. And like, it okay, like flutters up. <laughs> Cat scares away. Uh, sorry, sorry. Pick the chair up. Go upstairs. Okay, uh, see you tomorrow. <laughs> Hev is not used to having a single pleasant interaction. <laughs> without something going wrong, so we inadvertently self-sabotaged. Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. Man, I, I might relate to have more than my own. <laughs> oh, man. What's, what's Cody doing? Yeah, what's Cody up to? Cody, I mean, I feel like, um, just in general, like, is like, he tries to hang out with Heb and um, Eloise whenever he because I think he's still playing uh, football with Eloise. Yeah. Would I, I have a question for you, Rachel? Mm -hmm. Would Eloise ever mention to Cody what happened during the Quidditch match and the names of the, the boys involved? Ooh, that is a good question. So Cass is on the football team, right? Mm-hmm. And I think at the beginning of our next practice after that event. You know, Cass and I are hanging out, and as soon as Eloise sees Cody, like, come down for practice, she's going to pull him to the side and just be like, hey, just just so you know, um, you should probably keep your distance from those two over there. Cody, uh, why don't you give me an insight check? Uh, I think this is minus one. Yeah. Uh, 13. Oh. <laughs> if you had rolled another one. <laughs> oh, no. Um, with a 13, you can absolutely... Uh, recognize these boys as being some of the ones that were making fun of you um, <gasps> before on the football pitch. It's all connected. I say, oh, why? What, what they do? You know, like what? They, uh, they all were just trying to rough up Cass uh, during the Quidditch match, you know, a couple days ago. And I mean, I, I took care of it, obviously. So I think they'll keep their distance from me but they definitely like to pick on outsiders and well, like it or not, you're kind of the most outside out of any of us. Take that as a compliment. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a centaur on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every time he kicks the, the ball, it deflates because <laughs> he punctured. You, uh, um, all right. I mean, you, you took care of it. Like Cody's eyes yes. widened. He's like, I'm, I'm sure you can surmise what I mean by that. Did, wait, did they try to hit you? Uh, well, I mean, they did hit me, but I mean, I oh. hit them back, so all's fair. Cody nods, register, you know, mm -hmm. you know, just like like the loading bar above his head. He <laughs> <laughs> goes buffering. All right, you know, yeah, uh, let's uh, play some. Let's play some football. But as he's walking away, Eloise is going to grab his arm and be like, hey, but don't forget, when we're out here on the pitch, we're all on the same team, no matter how immature they are. On the pitch? Got it. You do know what that means, right? It's the field, right? I mean, I just, like, I, I, I assume <laughs> that. I yeah, never, yeah, I didn't want to ask. See? Okay, all right, yeah. You're a quick, I mean, you're a quick learner. Yeah, it's the field. It's the field. Thanks, yeah. 
I do want to ask, Callan, would Cody, like, relay that information to Hebos? Oh. <laughs> I just, I'm just, I just, I just, I just um, curious. I'm asking for a friend. Um, like, immediately after practice, Cody bolts from the pitch, goes to the Slytherin house, and just like, Hebos' door. Machine gun fire knocking. Hebos is gonna like, Throw the door open. He's gonna be like, "What?" And he's gonna like see Cody. He's gonna, "Oh, uh, sorry, late start today." Yeah. Hello, Hamos. May I come in? Hamos is gonna so cork horrible. a brow. He's gonna step back and he's gonna nod. I'm into the room and I shut the door behind me and like with my hands like in like a you know the pyramid like folded in front of me. You know, yeah, like that. Hamos. There are ears everywhere, so I will be as vague but as direct as possible. <laughs> it's come to my attention that there are two people in House Slytherin in need of a prank pulled on them. And I came to see if you would be interested in helping me devise such a scheme. Hebos is generally sad, but he's also an 11-year-old boy. Mm. <laughs> yes. So Hebos is going to kind of stare at Cody for a couple of seconds. And he's going to lean in, and he's going to put his hands in the exact same position, and he's going to say, when do we get started? Yes! And then we, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, let's leave it there. I love that. Um, let's, um, They would bond over a fucking prank. A prank pulled in Eloise's honor. Even though she won the fight. (laughs) So this is just adding insult to injury. True. Yeah, we're just, we're kicking it while they're down. If I haven't hogged too much, if I, I, if I haven't hogged too much uh, role playing time this session, could I do a lesson with Lupin? Do you think that you've dragged Hebos along with you at this point? Um, uh, it's I been know a few weeks. I know he's like not comfortable doing it, and I don't think I would like, like something like you know, yeah, Cody's had like bad one on one experience with like, getting yeah, tutored yeah. in front of teacher, you know, so he's not trying to Aww. force anyone. Absolutely, Hebos recognizes that too though like he he is like a, he tells himself that he doesn't like him daddy kind of wants to yeah 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 so i think um around uh, like seven probably after dinner you on a weekday you go and go to his office and you have a lesson with him yeah so so you enter his office he is waiting there for you he seems to be bent over some sort of work uh why don't you give me a um perception check um this is Oh, is perception wisdom or intelligence? Or not perception. Do do insight, actually. Five. Uh, okay. With a five, you walk in and he looks up and quickly smiles and walks in front of his desk and, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and says, uh, well, hello, Cody. It's, it's so nice to see you. It's nice to see you too, man. Hey, did you just get to uh, come to my... I, 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 this is, like, so retroactive, but I want to say Cody, like, definitely invited all of his professors to his game. Oh, for sure. I was like, yeah, hey, did you get a chance to uh, make it? Oh, yes, of course. Um, I, I wouldn't miss a game. Um, yeah, Griffin's not, Griff, Gryffindor's not doing so hot this year, but uh, um, that's all right. You, you've been playing well. You've been playing well. Thank you. I think we got a real shot at the finals this year. Like Cody's talking like he's been following this team for years, you know? <laughs> like, I think this might be our year. It's stretching, just like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I got a sweatband on, like, I had practice before dinner. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, perhaps, yes, we, we shall, we shall see, and, and then see how Hogwarts will stack up against Durmstrang and Bobaton, of course. Hey, uh, before we get started, um, with my lesson, you know, when you first called us into your office a couple weeks ago, uh, you mentioned that there was, um, something going on with the school that may have been bad. And I'm just, you know, uh, before my first ever Quidditch game, a ghost showed up and begged for help and then disappeared, screaming. And I'm just kind of wondering uh, if that has anything to do with it. Give me another insight check. 17. So um, Lupin smiles and says, Ah, yes, uh, Peeves really does know how to pull the best and sometimes scariest pranks. Um, you're, you're much too young to be concerning yourself with what's wrong with the school at this age. I'm just happy to be helping you um, hone your specialized skills. But you can see in his eyes that he truly does not believe what he is saying, and he's just trying to put on a brave face. Not the first time an adult stunned that for Cody, so he's just going to nod. And so, uh, anyway, um, this is might be a bit too advanced uh, for what we're doing with me, but um, I remember uh, when um, uh, Miss, oh, sorry, my bad, uh, Parvati came in, uh, to my school to get me to come to Hogwarts. Uh, she mentioned that I could use my ability to look like other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm... Can you, like, show me how to do that real quick? <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> well, it certainly may not be a, a, the quickest. Might take a, f a few weeks. But I, I do think that that is something that I can absolutely teach you. As, as you might know, my... Um, deceased mother was a metamorph magus herself and passed some of those traits along to me not quite as strong as what you have but i do believe that i can help you in this um but it will it will take some work and that that will be what we work on over the next few weeks i believe so it's interesting that you bring that up oh yeah i was just like wondering you know i you know just i think it'd be cool to be able to do it not that i like want to do it soon or anything right yes yeah. of course it's just important to be able to hone these skills and he sort of gives you like an amused glint like you could see the, <laughs> like a knowing look you know <laughs> right so um over the next few weeks you do study with him and um i will allow you to add to your your spell book um the disguise self spell Yo! <laughs> as soon as the day, like, I'm, like, right. fully learned right. and know how to right. do it, I show up to Hellos' door. Knock. Well, give me, before, so before we do that, uh, give me a wisdom roll. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, baby, it's prank time. That's a nat, nat 20! 20. What? Wow. Yeah, so absolutely the DC is one. Um, when you, when you cast this spell for your wild magic surge, this is something you are quite good at, thanks to your extra tutoring with Lupin. 
Okay. Um, fuck, okay. Um, I gotta think of a prank real quick. Why, why don't, while you do that, um, you wanted prank. a scene with, with Cassian, correct? Oh, uh, Yeah, yeah, Hebos did want to talk to him. Did, did. I think that it, it, there's, there is a point, um, there's a night, and this is after the, the conversation you had with Eloise, so I think things are a little bit, um, more friendly between the two of you, um, and Eloise and Cass are sitting in the common room, the Slytherin common room, working on costumes together. Um, I think that, um, that Cass wants to do some sort of, like, headless, uh, (gasps) huntsman sort of, like, situation for his costume. So he's working on that, and you're just chatting, and um, having a good time, and um, Hebos, you get home from Quidditch practice, and you see them sitting in the common room. Yeah, um, he's just gonna kind of approach a little bit more confidently this time. Um, he'll sit down, kind of probably like across from them, and uh, he'll just kind of he'll go for a a grin. He'll go for it. He'll just kind of nod. Eloise will nod back and be like, hey, Heb. Hello. Heb. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's your name. <laughs> yes. Uh, how how are the two of you? I'm I'm good. Gas? Uh, uh, y- yes. Hello, Hebos. Uh, how has uh, your days been going? He's trying so hard. <laughs> uh, pretty good. We've we've been spending a lot of time. Working on our costumes, I'm assuming you still won't let us know what yours is going to be. I was just going to chuckle. He's going to say, uh, it's, it's it's a surprise. Yes, um, it's, will uh, the reveal will be, uh, giant. He's going to kind of, Cassian, uh, looks at you and gives you a little smirk and says, not, not halfway there, just full, full on, right? <laughs> and, like, nervously chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Trying yeah. to make a joke and it just is not landing. Word conversation <laughs> happening at this table for no reason. <laughs> uh, Hebos is going to burst out laughing. Oh my god. <laughs> Hebos has an awful sense of humor. Yeah, I think Cass laughs along with you at his own joke. His own stupid, stupid joke. Eloise is just like looking between the two of them. I'm going to go run and grab something from the girls' dormitory. I'll be right back. She's going to leave. Cassian kind of like looks down and um, his face gets red and he's like just kind of keeps working on his costume. Is like not really sure what to do with Eloise not here as his like his rock. Yeah. Um, his social rock. I feel like Cat probably like approaches Cass and like purrs yeah. at him or something. Uh, Cass actually loves animals. Loves animals. So immediately scoops Cat up. Uh, without even asking you and cat just like in the same way that uh cat did with lupin cat just like falls asleep in Cass's arms this is gonna scoff that cat likes everybody more than me but he's gonna kind of smile after he says it so he doesn't seem like he's offended he looks up because he didn't see your face when you said that but then he sees your face and he's like oh <laughs> i no it's just i i uh i really like animals um 
yeah, I I just I don't know. I I'm just really excited for care of magical creatures when we get there. I, I just feel like that's probably gonna be, you know, my best class. I'm not certainly not doing well in the other classes right now. Amos is gonna give him a little smirk, more genuine this time. He's gonna say, uh, "I feel the same. Uh, magical creatures are so much easier to get along with than people." Yes, exactly. Oh my goodness, I'm glad you understand. I, it's just so weird being here, and especially after I wasn't put in, in Gryffindor like I was supposed to, I just felt, felt sort of place. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to work with not people. <laughs> well, maybe you're supposed to be here instead. Who knows? He's gonna stand up. He's gonna kind of. He's gonna dither for a second. He's gonna think about something, and then he's gonna like, kind of get a little bit closer to Cass. He's gonna hold his fist out for a fist bump. Cassian looks wide-eyed at you. I was just and... gonna say, pound it. Yeah, he pounds it. Let's go. Hebos is gonna go go upstairs. He's gonna say, uh, "I'll let you hang out with Cat for a while." He seems pretty content, and he's just gonna walk up to his dorm. Hell yeah! Social interaction. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! That was right. your um, that was <laughs> your your heart event with. Yeah, that's a, that a hard event. It totally hard was. Event. Totally a hard oh, event. So the weeks have passed. You have been doing okay in some classes, maybe not so great in others. You're learning more about yourself and your magic and each other. And it is getting colder. There's a nip in the air. And there is something that seems off maybe to some of you, but you can't quite put your finger on what it is. But it doesn't matter because it's Halloween. Yes. I'm so excited. You guys are going to fucking love it. And this is exclusively for Rowan. It's Halloween. Freaking bats. I love Halloween. Freaking bats. God damn. Okay. Kellen, are we, uh, um, Kellen, are we pranking? No, so, not yet. No, okay. next session. Okay, okay. We, you will be pranking, and it will be on Halloween. Oh, we're pranking. We are going to end on Halloween morning. No. You all wake up, and you get ready for the, the feast that you know is going to be coming tonight. You put the final touches on your costumes. You walk to the Great Hall that night, and you see just the the oh what a sight to behold the floating candles and the ghosts roaming and the the smells the smell of fall is in the air outside and now inside too with the heaps and heaps of different kinds of fall foods just lined each table um, and that is where we're going to end our session. Hashtag Andrew. Sorry, sorry, I haven't been able to send you guys the edited recording of session one yet, just because I have to go and make the laughs at my jokes louder than the other laughs. <laughs> it's like taking a while.
This has been episode four of Roleplay, Friday Night Lights, part of year one in the Spark of Adama, an all-new original adventure set in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Roleplay is DM'd by me, Rowan O'Connor, and features Andrew Len as Hebos Remington, Rachel Johnson as Eloise Ann Shorewell, and Kellen Cremines as Cody Calloway. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow our social media account at RoleplayPod on Instagram to get updates and other bits about the show. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive review or tell someone else about the show. It's not much, but it goes a long way in helping us grow in this early stage of the show's development. Thanks again for listening. Our next episode will be released on December 31st. Until then, remember, trans rights are human rights and J.K. Rowling can eat my shorts. Take care and we'll see y'all in a couple weeks.